Hey everyone, welcome back to a new video. Before we get into the stories, I did have a couple things I wanted to talk about. As of this week, as of today, I do plan to officially continue with the daily videos, so everything should be back to normal now. I also wanted to mention, I don't know how many of you knew this, but there was actually an imposter channel that was re-uploading all of my content and they were getting thousands of views, like literally just stealing my videos and re-uploading them like every day. So pretty much yesterday, I decided to sit down and send takedown requests for every single video. And when I woke up this morning, the channel was finally deleted. So yeah, we finally got rid of that idiot. And for any of you who reported that channel, thank you so much, cause I'm sure that had something to do with it as well. But yeah, I just wanted to say those things before we get into the stories. And remember, if you have your own scary story that you might want to share here, you can send it at southerncannibal.com. All that being said, thank you all for being here. I appreciate all of you and your support. And without further ado, let's go ahead and get into today's stories. The story dates back all the way to my fifth grade year. I met a boy named Kyler. He was in the same class that I was, and we became friends rather quickly. I learned that he was your typical sexist Reddit incel user after quite some time, but I was too young to grasp it. Fast forward to sixth grade, and Kyler became almost obsessed with me. He always sat next to me, always talked about me in conversations with his only other friend, and even once took a picture of me without my knowledge to show his sister. Eventually, around during the mid-school year, I had to leave and switch to homeschooling, after not going for a month due to mental health reasons. It didn't seem too bad, and I had lost contact with him, until that summer going into the seventh grade. He eventually made social media accounts, and he ended up finding me and what felt like instantly. He would text me really creepy and perverted stuff, as any 12 to 13 year old boy would. I asked him multiple times to stop, and he would get so mad when I did. He catfished multiple guys that we went to the elementary school with, and he would show me the boy's private parts. I blocked him, but he would always make more accounts. This went on until about my freshman year of high school. Everything went quiet, and I had honestly forgotten all about it. All until one day, I get a new follower on Instagram, and it's another blank account. The account messaged me right away, but it was with a snap photo, and it was of me walking in the hallway, with the caption, You look so pretty today. I felt sick to my stomach, as this photo was taken just five minutes prior when I was going to my fourth period. I threatened with the police and he blocked me. He eventually just kept doing it though. His messages would get angrier and angrier and by the time I reported it, he had already left the school and transferred to the next city over. This was during my sophomore year. The harassment wouldn't stop and my breaking point was when he sent me a picture on another fake account and it was of my house. There was no caption, no context, nothing. Just a photo that he took from outside my house 
that I didn't see until 20 minutes later as I'd been taking a nap. I wasn't even scared, but instead just really angry. I sent him a long text saying I had contacted the police, screenshotted his accounts and messages, etc. He then sent me random photos that he had taken of me, dated all the way back to when I was 13. I was too scared to tell my parents, and the whole me telling the police thing was really just a scare tactic. I called him crazy and blocked the account. I'm now a junior in high school, and everything's been quiet for a while, and I haven't heard of anything since September 2021, and I plan for it to stay that way. What makes this whole thing creepier is that I'm not the only one he harassed like this. There was actually a total of five to six of us, and I believe one girl did go to the police about it, but that's not my story to share. Be careful out there. My name is Jessica. I'm a 32-year-old female that's currently dealing with the aftermath of some really bad choices that I made. I'll admit that I did this to myself, but still, it's gotten to a point that I didn't think it had to end up this way. I mean, to a point that I do fear for my safety. Mentally, I'm slowly becoming more drained with each day that passes. So, let's go ahead and start from the beginning. About two years ago, when COVID was first starting, to slowly getting in its swing, I was part of an online community that was into programming games slash visual novel RPGs. You would be surprised just how large it actually is. But anyway, it all started with me getting involved into a huge fight that I really shouldn't have gotten into. I was an editor of scripts, and in this group, a friend of mine who I'll call Magic was a voice actor for a game that he was doing work for. For safety reasons, the game was based on being followed and having a stalker slash Yandiri as your love interest. Magic had asked me if I could listen in on the creator of this game when they were talking over something that was important. Of course, I was curious, and I was also excited that this creator was well known, and also around Twitter which I do have an account on the social media. Who doesn't? So I got into the Discord chat where I saw the creator with the name Gigi and four other people, including Magic. I would give a hello, and Gigi seemed rather friendly, giving greetings and telling how much she appreciated all those that were there. I was honestly quite happy that I had joined, since for once, I actually felt like I was a small part of something until another person came in. This is where things got out of hand, I suppose. The person that came into the call was named Cinder, and once they entered the call, everyone got really quiet. I didn't understand why at first, until Cinder spoke up. Gigi, I'm not going to drop the charges anytime soon, so you can forget trying to bully me into backing out. Okay, that turned really quick, and the atmosphere, even though online, just seemed so tense. After Cinder spoke that, is when Gigi then started to talk. Her voice was stern, but you could tell that she wanted to go off, but she was holding back on just letting her anger out. As I listened, this was becoming way too much information all at once. So, from what I could get and understand, 
Cinder knew Gigi when they were a teenager, and Gigi here is in her 30s when these two met. But I'll also add that Gigi's also married too when these two met. Gigi already had quite the following back then with her artwork and scripts on Tumblr apparently. Cinder being a huge fan, got in touch with Gigi only for those two to exchange numbers, meeting up, and creating a very, very close bond, if you get what I mean. This was a shock, since Gigi seemed like quite a normal married woman with a happy life, only to find out that she's done some very shady things back in the day. As you can imagine, her group started to back her up, nearly tearing Cinder apart, telling them if they wished to take things to court, then it wouldn't be a problem. That's when one of the members in the call then asked me, Do you really believe they can take this to court? I was a bit thrown off guard, only for another one to ask nearly the same thing, as more of asking for my opinion. I really should have left the caller and just tell them I didn't know. I should have just kept my nose out of this. But I felt like I was being peer pressured really badly, so I spoke up. Well, if they believe they have enough evidence to pursue something like that, then they really do have the right. As soon as I spoke that, everyone just went quiet. This was a bad move on me. Like I said, I should have just kept my mouth shut. Well then, I guess I know what to do then. That's the last thing Cinder said, as they then hung up. After that call... I then began to realize what kind of mess I'd gotten myself into, and that was just the beginning. After Cinder left the call, the group would start to go into this huge rant of how this person could even think of doing such a thing, but how could they not? I mean, if they really are a victim of something so horrible, then they have the right. And of course, they then put their attention on me, with a whirlwind of one question after another to where they were pointing at fingers at me now, as if I was the reason now that the project was going to be taken down. These people really acted like they were in high school, when most of them were older than me. For goodness sake, the creator of this game was in her fucking 40s, and she's trying to take me down as if I'm enemy number one. This was the cue for me to leave, and get the hell out of this situation, and quick. So I ended the call, so I could at least try to understand fully of why this even happened. I went to bed early that night, thinking things would just pass, and they wouldn't do anything. I mean, I really wasn't part of this. Oh, how wrong I was. The next day when I woke up, I noticed all these notifications on my phone from my Discord app. Dread went through my body, praying that it wasn't what I thought it was. I opened the app, to see one message after another from managing Gigi and even some of Gigi's followers asking me, Why did you help Cinder? Are you part of Cinder's friend group? Are you some kind of mole? Don't be such a narc. This was nuts. All I did was give my opinion. I didn't even know Cinder or even who they are as a person. I deleted most of the messages and soon sent one to Magic, who I thought was my friend, now turned on me. I explained the best I could that I wasn't part of their problem with Cinder, and that I was only giving my opinion of a question that they were asking me. But again, it was my mistake for even answering something I wasn't part of. Because when you get pulled in, whether it be a question or just asking what others think, 
Then you become part of the problem. After I sent the messages, I then blocked him, and I decided to stay off for a while, thinking maybe things would pass. Maybe things will calm down once they figure out their issues. I let about three weeks pass, not really checking my Discord or Twitter, trying to keep my mind off gaming for a bit, until I decided to check on things. I would think by now things would have calmed down or just passed on away from me. Not exactly. There was one tweet after another to messages and tags that Gigi was going to court against Cinder. Apparently they did have proof that she did something after all, along the lines of grooming, and it just gets quite dark. My mind went blank, so the allegations were true. As I read from one tweet after another, I noticed I had a DM, and who would it be? None other than Cinder. In the message, they thanked me for giving them courage for pressing charges on Gigi, and that the game and the community she made will soon be at its downfall. In all honesty, I didn't know what to do or even think. I was just a random woman that enjoyed writing scripts and helping them with gaming codes. I mean, I didn't do this on purpose or even understand fully what the hell was going on. I didn't message back since I didn't want to be a part of this. I know, I know it seems heartless, but you have to understand that I'm a stranger to these people, but they made it seem like I was part of all this from the beginning to end. So after I deleted the message, I decided to close my account on Twitter and Discord, and maybe start up a new account. I just wanted a fresh start, so I moved myself and my work to another account on both sides. Things went okay for about a week, until I started to get messages from a few accounts. I saw that these accounts were followers of Gigi, which was odd since I made sure that I didn't pin or like any of her games tags, or even her fan art. So I would just block them and go on with my day without thinking anything of it. But it would get worse. Each message would be the same thing. Why did you do it? Get offline. You're not needed here. People like you shouldn't even exist. They were all trying to get me to pick a side, to force me to pick something that I wasn't even a part of. I then closed the new account I made, making another and another, but they just kept finding me, and it was becoming so creepy. I was being followed and even stalked by Gigi's people. To put the icing on the cake, I found out that not only was her fans following me, but also Cinder themselves. The last account I made, using everything to make sure no one thought it was me, I even changed my subjects to something that wasn't even my specialty. I only had this account for half a week, just to get a notification that simply stated, Hello Jessica, I do hope you're having a good week off. Are you getting quite tired of pretending to be so many different people? What would Gigi and her friends think about this? When I looked up to see who sent me this, I was surprised to see that it was none other than Cinder themselves. Quickly going to their page, I began to scroll down to their timeline, seeing what they had been posting. I kid you not, my stomach just dropped, seeing them do nothing but post one after another, not only following Gigi and her fans, but also me. I felt sick. They documented even things that I've commented on Gigi's game project before I even knew any of this. 
It was becoming way too creepy and scary, knowing this person was able to find me without giving a sweat. I deleted the current account I have and kept myself off Twitter. I do still have my Discord, but I only have two friends that know of it. I'm honestly too scared to even check to see if things are even put down to rest. I've been recently told by one of the two friends that Cinder and Gigi still talk about me, and even have asked other people that I was once in a close-knit group with if I've been online lately or if I've made any attempts of coming back. Hell no. You can all keep your creepy-ass stalking tactics to yourself. I'm going to be staying off that toxic-ass platform. Please know this. Don't ever insert yourself in other people's problems or fights because you just may become part of the issue at hand and it's just not worth it. When the COVID-19 pandemic hit, I was only 18 and like almost everyone, found myself looking for entertaining activities during lockdown. Little did I know that little bit of harmless entertainment would then turn into a living nightmare. Some friends and I were chatting online and watching recommended videos on YouTube when a particular video about DID was shared amongst us. For those who don't know, DID stands for Dissociative Identity Disorder, formerly known as Multiple Personality Disorder. We decided to watch the video and very quickly realized the young woman in the video was a troll pretending to have DID and was making fun of people with the disorder. Since our group of friends actually knew someone with the disorder, we found the video extremely disrespectful, prompting one in our group to leave a comment asking the troll why she made fun of such a painful condition for clout. Since she ignored the question, a few of us also asked the same, only to also be ignored. But someone answered. That's when the troll's main sim came after every last one of us, and the nightmare began. You see, the troll's simp had been obsessed with her, and had appointed himself as her white knight. His words, not ours. Let's call him Eric. Eric began leaving really nasty, very lengthy comments on our channels. But he didn't stop there. He actually dug to find some of our social media accounts and would not only leave the same lengthy written messages, but also voicemails that just went on forever. He did this to quite a number of us, at least eight of us last we checked, and he'd do it all hours of the day and night. Blocking him was not an option, as it would create song puppet accounts. We once counted and confirmed 15 accounts in just one day alone. We began looking into him, and we discovered that he's a 50-year-old male with a history of targeting stalking and harassing anyone who'd listen. But he apparently specializes in systematically targeting young women with mental illnesses, and he's especially fond of those who work in the sex industry, or only fans. He would also livestream himself for 8-12 to 12 hours at a time, getting progressively drunk while singing along the same playlist that he used in every stream as well as alternating between praising the troll he simp for and running a smear campaign against anyone who dared to speak up about the troll. He would growl, spit, and scream obscenities and insult me and my friends, calling us names and sing nasty lyrics about death and hate towards us. 
He even asked someone in the group if she had tried any fentanyl yet. Behind the scenes, it was worse. Imagine waking up to not only see the streams, but to also have all of your socials flooded, and I do mean flooded, with written book-length notes and voicemails from him threatening us and calling us everything from Nazis to pedophiles to animal abusers. Funny for a 50-year-old man who targets women barely in their 20s to call us pedophiles when he's targeting young women and records his partner pretending to be a toddler while he buys her toddler toys. This has been going on for two years, and it only recently briefly ceased after he did something which got him temporarily committed to a mental institution. The first incident involved him walking in on his partner while she was about to make a video of herself. Yeah, this man, if you can call him that, has a partner. But she is also severely mentally unstable, and on occasion, he records her doing age play where she pretends to be a toddler. Just as she is beginning the recording, you can hear him screaming in the background at her, asking her to pick a side between the troll or those against the troll. The alarming part of the scenario is that according to his partner, who is visibly terrified, he had a gun to his head while screaming at her to pick sides. Needless to say, the video was quickly stopped and eventually deleted. A short time after though, Eric makes another live stream where he was already drunk and he was angrily pacing in his messy living room, alternating between screaming angry song lyrics and incoherent babble and occasionally leaning half of his body out of his apartment window, planking himself on the ledge while screaming at passerbys in the stream below, two or three stories down. A few days after this incident, his partner uploaded a video stating that he was in a psychiatric hospital being treated. We all began to breathe a little easier, but unfortunately, he has since been released and is back to his old habits. We've tried reporting him, We've tried blocking him. He's even been reported to the FBI after he said he was going to post wanted dead or alive posters in his neighborhood about someone he targeted. He's been banned multiple times from several sites, including Reddit and Twitch, but he continues to make song puppet accounts to bypass the ban. He claims to be autistic, though when he was committed, he was diagnosed with severe mania and bipolar disorder, not autism which he still uses as an excuse to explain his behavior as the strong sense of justice those with autism exhibit. He claims that his defending the troll is fueled by this strong sense of justice. Well, not only do I also personally know several people diagnosed with autism, but not a single one of them behaves themselves in the depraved, despicable, and alarming way Eric behaves. Because this is something very real and still happening, I really wanted to ask for your help in sharing this, as if even one person can be warned about this heartless predator and safe from his clutches, it's worth it. Thankfully I was fortunate to not be affected like some of my other friends, some of which were harassed to the point of becoming suicidal. But the worst part is, they told them they were and he used it against them, pushing them farther and using that information to further manipulate them. Even after I told him that I was only 18 at the time and had no business engaging with a 50-year-old man, he didn't care. That actually prompted him to come after me harder. He's still out there. He's still targeting people. 
He'll attach himself to anyone who will listen to him to defend the troll and smear anyone not in favor of the hero of his story, as he calls her. He's blown rent on her, while admitting this himself, and he'll defend her honor, even if it means driving those who question her to suicide. He's a very dangerous, deplorable individual with no regard for boundaries. Eric is a predator, plain and simple. He'll love bomb anyone he fancies, and will stalk and endlessly harass anyone who disagrees with him or his chosen troll of the month. All of whom are confirmed trolls, are female sex workers, and all suffer from some sick mental illness, which makes them ridicule other very real mental illnesses. He's even gone after someone with a terminal condition. Knowing full well this person is terminally ill, and he actually taunts them relentlessly. We can only hope that he gets committed again or detained before he causes more trauma and harm. I can only hope that warning others will keep them safe. Thank you so much for your time and attention. I appreciate it more than I can express. To all who listened, please stay safe out there. To Eric, leave everyone alone, you fucking psycho. No means no. You're sick in the head, and you really need professional help. Autistic people don't make it a habit to stalk and harass others, but some manic bipolars do, and you are certainly amongst the worst of those afflicted with this condition. I really do hope you find the help you need.